Welcome to Jeff in Motion, special Tuesday edition. I hope you all had a pleasant Memorial Day, or get drunk at a picnic day, or for some of us, make your friends feel guilty for not remembering it's about veterans on Facebook Day. Um, Just as long as you make sure that we all know you're morally superior than we are. I didn't do any of those things. Um, yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Now it seems as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Um, it's been a good weekend. Eventful, uh, <laughs> uh, to the point where I'm not sure if my luck hasn't gone so far into the good spectrum that it's come back around to bad, but I'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> oh, man. I needed a three day weekend, I tell you what, folks. People's Moshe Tears. Um, Motionites. Jeff. Bah, whatever. Oh, there's something about, uh, like, calling people outcasts for the popular outcast or loners for the delusional loners. Uh, that makes sense. It's kind of a group appeal, but if I were to call the people who listen to this podcast a special name, it could only sound like a cult. Um, because you're listening to me preach for 25, uh, 45 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I probably shouldn't give you a collective name. Oh, where to start this weekend? My... When I'm down in the dumps, which you've heard before, I get very fatalistic and... Just nothing's going right. Nothing will ever be right. Fuck everything. When things are going well, I actively enjoy them. But that part of my brain is still there and is like, okay, alright, things are right, cool right now, but that only means that I'm going to get fucked in a few days. Like, I won't allow myself to enjoy when things are going well. Or they'll hold on to that one thing that hasn't improved, like the number in your bank account while other things are getting better. So, I mean, I guess it keeps me from uh, being too hedonistic and always being like, I can't enjoy myself too much. I gotta be prepared for when when winter comes. I don't know. This weekend was pretty good. Pardon me, I've got like three hours of sleep. 
that I'll, I'll get into that later. <clears throat> It'll probably be a yawn-heavy episode once again. Oh, good. Uh, that's though on command. Um, let's see. We've got one or two new podcasts dropping to uh, this week. Uh, the Yes Men from Michael Bennett and Christopher Rowell, um, which I'm interested in hearing. And they are... have both practically begged me for my approval, which... I will give to them because I love them both. But uh, I don't know how I've become this sort of if Jeff thinks it's good, it's good kind of figurehead. Uh, I don't know if I'm uh, against that, though. It's kind of neat being a tastemaker. But whatever. I'm just a dude. No one should really care whether I think their podcast is awesome or not. But people do. Whatever. I'll accept that. Squirrel, no! Okay. No, no worries, everybody. No worries. The squirrel is safe. He saw me coming. And we might be releasing the girl podcast, which I believe I am safe to say it is called Girls on Girls. Um, Double entendre. I don't even know if that is double entendre. That may be entendre. But uh, the it's a podcast by girls, about girls, and about themselves and about other girls. And you get it. You get it. You get the idea. Um, so, yes. And while I'm sure they will talk about sex, it is not exclusively about sex. So, the title is purposefully slightly misleading, but not really if you check your pluralization. Yeah. So that's the big news for the podcast world from Pop Out Productions, popular Outcast Productions. Oh, there's a kitty on the train tracks. What are you doing on the train tracks, kitty? In the rain? Oh, poor kitty. <laughs> so, yeah, um, let's see. I got out of work early on Friday. I got good news that I still am not going to jinx myself by talking about. Um, <sighs> pardon me. Had a three-day weekend, and we were all, it was all ready lined up to be great. Um, recorded the podcast with Matthew Fry, which dropped today. Um, you've probably already listened to it, uh, which is great. Love the hell out of that kid. Man, now, he's 18. He's a goddamned man. <laughs> uh, you can hear the soothing rain uh, as it hits my windshield. Anyway, where was I? Nowhere important. Uh, but then this... Sunday? No, it was Monday. I'm going to be all screwed up as to what day of the week it is, because I'm releasing my Monday podcast on Tuesday. Not because I, like, really observed Memorial Day. Not that it doesn't deserve to be observed. Um, it's one of the less 
like, it's kind of seen as a bullshit holiday, but, like, it has a lot more meaning than, like, Valentine's Day does. Valentine's Day was created by greeting card companies. This is actually to, like, to remember specific people, which it's a real shame that it's kind of like a C-list holiday. But, hey, I got off work for it. I don't get off work for Valentine's Day, so that makes it A-list on my book, in my book. It can be on my book, whatever. Maybe I wrote it in the back cover, or on the back cover. Anyway. My coffee is combining with the three hours of sleep and making a pretty loopy Jeff, so enjoy that, everyone. If you even made it through the last episode, which was just manic Jeff. Um, I listened to it, and I barely understood what I was saying, so... You're not alone there. But, you know, it had all chalked up to be a pretty solid weekend. I ate a whole lot of junk food on Sunday on cheat day because it was when I went to one of my daughter's friend's birthday parties and then my mother's birthday party. Um, it's awesome. Great. Hey, cake and chips and pizza and ice cream and Oreo cookie dessert and... Oh, just deli- uh, ranch dressing on salad, which the salad is just a vehicle for ranch dressing on a cheat day, honestly. Um, I mean, I'm not three like my daughter, so I won't just eat it with a spoon, which she managed to do. She snuck a spoon out of a drawer, got into the dip, and was eating it with a spoon. God lover. Our atheismo lover. And, uh, but no, I use chips and or salad as a vehicle for my ranch dressing intake. Car behind me, it is rainy. You really ought to get your headlights on. Just an FYI. When you listen to this in the future, remember that I said that you should have your headlights on. But yeah, so it is already all chalked up to be a pretty great weekend. And then Monday, um, I don't remember if I've talked about the setup to this or not, so I'll I'll give you a little history afterwards. But Aislinn's like, hey, do you want to go over to the Jodices? And I was like, what? And here's a little backstory to that. Um, I've always loved snakes. Uh, Snakes have been like And it's tough to explain why you love snakes to people who don't love snakes. Like, it's just kind of a thing. Like, you have the right experience when you're blank years old that endears you to snakes forever. Um, But, and I'm pretty sure that was my father catching garter snakes and keeping them overnight in a bucket. And then mom making us release them so they could, quote-unquote, go back to their family. Uh, I believed it. Mom just didn't want snakes in the house. And, uh, but, yeah, so, you know, I'd hold, I've held them before, they were awesome. I, ever since I was a really little kid, I was not taught to fear snakes, I was taught that snakes are cool and interesting. So, surprise, surprise to my parents when I decide that I want a snake, and, like, with a fiery passion, I wanted a snake the entire time I lived there. And then... Uh, one of the first things I did after I moved out was buy a snake, and that was Sophia. She was a uh, f- two-year-old ball python when I bought her. Um, bought her from 
what I found out to later be a pretty shysty pet store because when you buy a snake and it has ticks on it, um, it raises some questions as to how that's even possible. But Sophie uh, lived for a while, but then there was an incident where I had adopted another person's snake, which was in a tank too small for it, and we weren't able to afford a bigger tank, which was, that's problem number one right there. Because um, he's like, I'll give you the tank. I was like, oh, awesome. And then, oh, shit, this tank is too small. That was Gregory, a albino Burmese python. And he was not nice. He was, uh, <laughs> and he was like a seven-foot snake. And seven feet of not nice snake. Of course, I held it. Never got bit. Got struck at it quite a few times. Um, and I mean, I've, I mean, I grew up on the freaking crocodile hunter, like, uh, if a snake is mad at me, that's not a deterrent to me, that's like, that's a challenge, but, um, Gregory, once you caught him, and once you held him by the back of the neck for a little bit, he would calm down and then chill out, but every time, like, you'd walk by that tank, and you haven't experienced uh, everything in life until you've heard a seven-foot snake hiss at you. It sounds like someone punctured a tire. It's pretty intense. Pretty intense. And, like, they physically puff up and then deflate. Like, it's great. Um, snakes are crazy and weird and awesome. But Gregory, um, he was not in the best of health when we got him, and he ended up getting, um, a bacterial infection. And, I mean... I tried my hardest, but the the, vet, the local vet at the time uh, didn't have uh, didn't have an exotic didn't have a doctor that sees snakes. Um, they do now, which is great. But at the time, so like I had to look up treatments online, and I had to like rub ointment into the snake. But it, really, he needed like an oral bacteria antibacterial medicine that we, I we just couldn't. I, could, I couldn't diagnose on my own or get a hold of without said diagnosis. So uh, after a couple months struggle, Gregory passed away. And um, I don't know if it was error on my part or if it was inevitable. Um, I do blame myself for Greg's death and then Sophie's uh, related death, which uh, we moved Sophia into Greg's old tank, which I, I bleached the hell out of that thing. There, I thought there's no fucking way any of this bacterial bacteria could have survived, but lo and behold, um, and it was it wasn't right away, but like maybe half a year later, Sophie comes down with the same thing. And being a much smaller snake, she was about three feet long. She died in three days. Like I didn't even get a chance to see if they had gotten a vet to take care of her at that point. It was just like. And, like, with had, Greg had held on so long, I thought I had more time, that I was really busted up about that. Like, I've talked about how, um, like, when people around me die, I am not bothered, but fucking A. When, when my pets die unexpectedly, I am a, a mess, an absolute wreck. So I guess that means that I, I still have a, a soul or something, because I can still feel loss over death. Just not human death. Uh, I don't know what that says about me. Anyway. 
so, you know, I went for a few years without a snake because, you know, we had a young child and, um, and, you know, we didn't have a vet around that could take care of it if it got sick. But then, you know, slowly Morgan got older. Um, we found that our vet got a doctor that, that sees reptiles and like, okay, the climate is kind of ready for a new snake. But then, I mean, they're not inexpensive animals. Um, especially if you want to get one from a reputable uh, pet store. And, um, like, the local pet store, PetSmart, right? Yeah. Or, pet, it's not Petco. That's where the pets go. We have PetSmart for the pets. They, they also go there. Anyway. But they don't sell anything that's bigger than a ball python, which max hits maybe six feet, and that's a big ball python. And like, I like ball pythons; they're great. They're real. They've got a nice temperament. Um, finicky eaters, though. Finicky eaters. Um, and that's the thing about snakes; they uh, their metabolism fluctuates to how much food is available. So, if you feed them, feed them, feed them, they'll grow fast. But that's not terribly healthy. It's, you know, you're making a snake fat, essentially. But if you... Snakes can go for upwards of one year without eating anything. Because their metabolism slows so much that they, like, almost stop time on their body. They're really incredible creatures. So, like, if you miss a feeding here or there, not a huge issue with the snake. Um... Which, I mean, they're really, really low-maintenance animals. You just got to make sure they've got the right heat, they have water, and you feed them once a month. Like, they're great that way. So, Asa and I are dicking around um, the plaza where the pet store is, and we stop in, and they're having a sale on reptiles. Which, discount animals, that's another thing. But, and the ball python was like 30 bucks, and in... Because Asim was really the one holding me back from getting another snake. And rightly, because we have so many animals, it's not she's not wrong. So it wasn't something I held against her. But it was kind of like she held the button. She held the, the you know, the key, lock, go, get a snake button. That she, she had to press it before I could go hog wild. And at that point, we got it. And we got this young ball python. And we named him Artie. And the issue here was, um, I asked if he, how often he eats, because I've had issue with Sophia, didn't eat for the first six months I had her, and, um, the person that was helping us out said, oh, he hasn't eaten yet, he's been here a month, and I was like, oh, okay, I, that should have been a red flag. I should have gone for one of the other ball pythons they had there that had actually eaten. Because we had already about a month. He was a cool little snake, but he never ate. We I tried and tried, but not once did he eat. And they can live a year without food, but I have no idea how long Artie went without eating before he got to the pet store. He went for a month after he got there. And then... He was also a very young snake, so they need more food. And Artie essentially starved to death, and I was... He died the morning we left to go to Comic-Con. It was, uh... 
It was that was I was fortunate enough that I was too busy to really I couldn't I was not able to like break down and be sad. I had to throw him in a baggie in the fridge so I could bury him when I got home. So yeah. So then that, you know, was just depressing and sad and kind of just I kind of let snakes fall off the table for a little bit because I was just super bummed about that and I didn't know if it was my fault it probably wasn't in hindsight he was probably just sick to begin with but you know I blame myself for everything already so you know how it is and then uh, Aeson was getting a tattoo from uh, AJ a guy that we absolutely love and uh, we've since become decent friends with um, good friends with honestly we see him more than many of the people I went to high school with and uh, we went to his wedding last summer and we love him and his wife and his all his dogs and everything and just awesome awesome people they they good people and this is the goddesses uh, so to tie in with how I started this whole rant and uh, Aislinn was talking about how Artie had died and was kind of bummed for me because I was so bummed. And AJ mentioned that they had recently... Oh, that was a Jack Russell on the side of the road. What was a Jack Russell doing out on 15? There's no residential area around here. Buddy. Man. Anyway... Uh, right. And so he said, you know, he and he and I, he's doing my snake uh, sleeve of tattoos, and he and I, like, nerd out on snakes together. We, snakes are the fucking best, and we know it, and we agree with it, and we agree on it. And he's got two Colombian boas, which are real awesome, nice big guys, probably five, six five to seven footers, both of them, real cool snakes, and, um, <laughs> AJ and Lauren are Aislinn and I without kids in 10 years, like, they're awesome people, they've got a ton of pets, and just great, like, absolutely awesome. So, subtract Morgan from us and add 10 years, and you've got AJ and Lauren, just awesome, awesome people. Um, I know that I kind of transitive property of compliments just complimented myself, which I don't feel confident about. Um, or, but whatever. Anyway. So, a friend of theirs had to get rid of a snake that he had, and he knew that AJ was a snake guy, so he gave it to AJ. And AJ had assumed it was big enough to cohabitate with his other two Colombian boas because this is an albino Colombian boa. But as it turned out, the snake was a little younger than he initially thought. And it's about... its I think it's between four and five feet. I haven't actually seen it stretched out quite yet. It's all... It likes to curl up. But he's like, you know, I don't need a third snake. Uh, he's like, I honestly don't need two, but I love the guys I have. 
you know, we could hook you up. And, you know, I, when Asen told me this, I was beyond ecstatic, but I know that I can get ecstatic to the point of being very annoying to people, like, when I'm super duper excited about something, like, I could just be bombarding him with, like, oh, how old is it? Do you know what sex it is? And I know that I just, I didn't want to be a spaz, so I took, I took all of my self-control to just be optimistic about it and thankful, but not like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, but, um, so it was, it, uh, there, then there was this period where AJ wanted to build a tank, um, so there's, so I knew that he was willing to give me the snake, but it wasn't right away, and I was cool with that, and I, despite me every morning thinking, I wonder if I'm going to get the snake today, I wonder if I'm going to get the snake today, I did not bug anyone about it, I didn't bug Aislinn about it, I didn't bug Lauren about it, I didn't bug AJ about it, I wasn't going to be a spaz, and jinx it, basically. Um, but now, since I know Lauren listens to this, she'll know that I'm a total spaz, but she pretty much knows that already. So, it's been over a month, maybe two months, I don't remember, it's kind of a blur. But, so this is, all this comes flooding in as Asen says, hey, do you want to go over to the Jadises today? And I nearly fall off the couch. I'm just like, what, what? And... Um, they decided, you know, it was time to go pick up the snake. And I was like, yes! Awesome! So we, you know, we uh, got a car big enough to throw a tank in. Um, a fish tank. Well, snake tank. You know, same difference, essentially. Till it gets bigger. And we threw Morgan in, and they have, I think, 12 dogs? Um, I could count them in my head, but that's, it's... Maybe it's eight. I don't know. It's a lot. More than five. And they're from as small as a pug to as big as a bloodhound. And Morgan could not have enjoyed that more. She spent a lot of time running in circles with the pack and getting big kisses from the uh, bloodhound and just absolutely... That was the best house she's ever been to. But I went and picked up the snake, so man, I've got this snake. This... um, if I had to guess, male, probably two to three year old albino Colombian boa constrictor. Um, when I first saw him, I thought he was around four feet, but now, like that, I've held him. He feel he looks a bit longer. So, and that's with Colombian boa. If he is a male, he won't get too much bigger. Males get three to. Four three to six feet about so but if we are wrong and he is a female and I I don't I'm not using a name because we haven't named him yet uh, Morgan calls him cupcake so if we're not careful he's going to be named cupcake uh (laughs) but she's absolutely infatuated with him and that's awesome and I know she's going to end up a snake person too just because uh we're not encouraging the fear of snakes uh, at our house. It's kind of like, look, snakes are really cool and neat. And, like, she's seen and touched black snakes that I've uh, caught in our yard. Like, snakes are already just a thing um, to her. But now we actually have one. And um, 
but yeah, I'm just super stoked, and like I got all the stuff with it, and like the tank stayed at prime temperature overnight. Uh, super awesome. But then is when the good news got so good that it presented a problem. Acelid, um, I can tease this, is part of the Girls on Girls podcast. And she was over-recording their first and second episode last night at Bill's house. And um, partly because we record, uh, the popular podcast record the podcast at like 1 p.m. We don't drink during it. Also, we're just complete scatterbrains, as is. But uh, they have decided that they would like drinking to be part of their podcast. And whatever, lots of people do that. Awesome. Power, more power to them. And um, I know it helps uh, people with who are just getting started because they're not used to talking to a microphone for an hour or so. So, anyway. Just basically throwing out there that they drank during their podcast. I don't give a fuck. If that's what they want their podcast to be, awesome. I'm still going to listen to it. Anyway, also the uh, Portable Power podcast, they drink during their podcast. The Free the Hard Way podcast drinks during their podcast. It's not a new thing to the network, and I've never seen it as something that took away from the podcast. Now, the, po- the episodes where we drank for Loco, I think we got a little too drunk, and it gets pretty hard to follow in the middle of that. I digress. So, as she is sobering up to drive home, it is like a two-minute drive about a mile, but still, she's going to be a responsible adult and not drive drunk. Um, so she's waiting out on the, the Bill's porch and letting the cool night air kind of help her sober up, and they hear a mewing coming from under Bill's car. Yep. A mewing. And... To those of you who don't know, we already have four cats. When I get a text message at 11.30 p.m., I'm coming home, I have a cat. <laughs> or I believe it's, I'm sober enough to drive, I have a cat. And it's just like, what? So there's this little gray tiger kitten, and son of a bitch, if it isn't the cutest fucking cat I've ever seen, like, it's got, like, almost a wild cat, like, marking, like, the gray-brown speckling, and then tiger face, and it's super loving, and it's a little tubby kitten, and we think it might have belonged to someone, but got lost, because it has definitely been outside for a while, because it, it ate, like, cause it's tubby because it ate so much food, because it hadn't gotten food for a while, and it had obviously broken its tail, and it had healed at a crooked angle. So, and this cat is just, it's lovable, it, it just, it won't, it has to be in your hands, it has to be touching someone, and like, when we lo- locked it in the bathroom for overnight, this is, by the way, while I was, why I only got three hours of sleep, and it will just mew, just me, 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 until someone comes back to it. Like, I've never had a cat that's done that. Puppies, yes. Never a cat. And, um... We are absolutely fucked if someone doesn't adopt this cat from us right away. 
because Asa and I would adapt adopt like a half dying just grody cat if we thought we were rescuing it like it, we have just this this issue where if it's seen as an adoption or a rescue we can't say no and um we've got four cats already one more than we said we'd ever have when we had three cats we're like never again no more no absolutely not there's no way then rosie shows up on the underside of a car okay all right rosie can stay but no more absolutely not no way that we'd have to be insane and then this cat shows up and honestly if that cat is there long enough for us to give it a name we are doomed we are absolutely doomed <laughs> like fuck and it's great and i love kittens like and i've i've stated before i don't think on this podcast but no one would own cats if they weren't kittens first because cats are great but they're not that great. Like, they're kind of selfish, and they fucking piss everywhere, and they make messes, and they're loud, and they fight each other. Um, like, I mean, they're lovable, and I love all of our cats, but kittens are fucking goddamn genetically engineered to hit all the right pleasure centers. Like, they're cute, and they're feisty, and they're just fuck. We're fucked, guys. We're fucking fucked. We are so fucked right now. Um, but if you check out my Twitter account, um, at Nerdtastic91686, you'll see that, because my Facebook feed uh, posts directly to my Twitter, because I've been just hawking this cat on Facebook, like, please, please take this cat. If it's here longer than 72 hours, we're fucked. Like, and we are. And I, I would posit that if it's there longer than 48, hell, 24, we are fucking sunk. And ha- being the people with five cats. And I mean, I know someone with six. And like, but I feel, no, no. <laughs> because, and the reason I'm so against keeping this cat is because deep down I really want to keep the cat. And I know it's a bad idea. Because um, we've got four cats and two dogs, and three ferrets, and a Colombian boa constrictor. Um, and, like, one of the things I've had written down on my notepad application for the Jeff in Motion podcast is we is we have so many pets, and it's to, to the point where, like, I mean, it's actually not as expensive as you'd think to feed them all, but it's a significant, it's, you know, it's something we have to budget for. And, like... And we've got two special needs animals that need special food and special care. And just, like, I am... I love-hate that situation that we have 100% put ourselves in. It is no one's fault but our own. But, like, there are days when I come in and a cat's vomited on the floor and a dog shit in the hallway and the ferrets have broken a vase and I am just, like fuck everything, what are we doing with our lives? But then there are other days where I come in and I was like, I can take ten steps and cuddle a cat at any given moment. I've got the cutest little puppy whoppy who loves to cuddle in my bed, and I love him so much. And I, we, like, the cats that we've hand-raised 
are really nice and super cuddly and affectionate. And the other ones we are good cats, but I mean, they're a, more cantankerous than the ones that we hand raised from kittens. And like, even though I want to kick Jake down a, a flight of stairs some days, he's still a good dog. And he tap dances when he wants his wet food, which is disgusting, but anyway. And the ferrets are all super cuddly and affectionate. And, I mean, the snake isn't terribly affectionate, but it's nice. Um, and just, like, I... This is a dream. Like, I love pets so much. And I know that um, later in life, Asa and I will have, like, none. We'll be like, we got all the pets we wanted out of the way. We're going to have a solid, like, five years without any, so we can just fuck off around Europe for a while. And then we'll get to, like, retirement age, retire, and have way too many pets again. This is the cycle I predict for us. But, like... And I'm, like, I'm sure... Like, I'm self-conscious that I smell of animals. Because I've lived... Because, I mean, I've had lots of pets even from when I was a kid... Um, my parents are down to a cat and a dog right now. Um, they haven't hit their retirement age, have way too many pets stage yet. Because I'm following a very similar path to them. Because as a kid, as a kid we, I had fish and a dog and a cat and a hermit crab and a ferret and um, a duckling at one point. And I don't think it ever got to the extreme that we're at with pets at a time. But we always had a handful, of, like more than five pets until we moved out of our house and then we went down to like dog and a cat and that's eventually where we'll probably end up is a dog and well we'll probably have Jill the young dog well she's technically a senior dog which makes me sad when I think about that Um, and then the Rosie and Lola it'll get to the point where it's Jill, Rosie and Lola and if we're not if we don't end up adopting this little kitten out um, the kitten Fucking A. So damn cute. Um, so, yeah, we'll have the young animals at one point, and that'll be it. The ferrets are all to a point where they can be considered adult and senior. Um, both of our dogs are considered senior dogs, but Jill's got a solid... She's only halfway through her lifespan. She's like eight... She could, well, okay, she could easily make it to 14 or 15. Then Chester and Kitty, we didn't name Kitty, are both like 13 or 14 years old, so they're on the way out. So basically, kind of, we've picked up the next generation of pets before the previous generation died, essentially. Um, So, like, we're, I mean, we're not praying for our pets' death, but we won't be too broken up by the pets who die of old age. Like, if anything dies of old age, that doesn't make me too, too sad. It's sad, but it's inevitable. Things that die suddenly or unexpectedly, those fucking fuck me up. And I haven't had a whole lot of people that have died that way, so maybe that's just what it is. It's not that I can't feel sorrow for people dying, it's I just don't feel sorrow for people who die in a very predictable way, like old age. Or illness and old age. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like, I've got all these pets, and I, like, I'm like i self-conscious that I stink like ferret or cat box. 
and I've just lived around pets all my life that maybe that's just a smell that I don't register anymore. People have never told me that I'm stinky. Um, I do shower every day right before I leave the house, so maybe that's the, the secret. Um, like, people don't tell us our house stinks, but maybe they're just polite. Um, I don't know. I've even been told that, oh, wow, your ferrets don't stink as bad as, I've, as other people's do, and we're not doing anything different. So I don't know if people are just lying to us to make us feel better. I, I don't know. But, like, goddamn, there are some days when you're sitting on a couch and you've got, like, four animals on you and the cats are purring and the dog's all snuggly and you're just like, duh, this is so great. This is, like, my dream as a ten-year-old. It's like, I'm going to grow up and have all the pets in the world. And I completely do. <laughs> and... Oh, I love, hate it. Absolutely 50-50. Completely love it and completely hate it. No, it's not 50-50. It's like 20-80. I absolutely adore it. I just am aware that it is not the most responsible way to live your life. Um, but god damn it. And that's the thing, though. Like, the pets that we, like, we can't really adopt out the older pets because they're just, who's gonna we would feel guilty giving out a pet that's just gonna be a load of work for a year and then die and, but then the younger pets, we've actually, Ace and I have raised on our own, like the older ones we've adopted from other family members and we kind of are keeping them out of responsibility but the the younger pets, we've like raised from babies so there's like a deeper connection there, so we can't even imagine giving them away, um, even when they pee on a couch. Fucking. But, and also, like, it's the older pets that are having, like, the peeing outside of the litter box issues and things like that. It's not the ones we hand-raised. And so it's the, the well-behaved ones are the ones that we could feasibly give away to people. And we're like, no, those are the ones that don't make us mad every two hours. Oh, I forgot to take a picture of myself on the way. Shoot. Well, you get a picture of me at work. On this beautiful, rainy Tuesday morning. Oh, man. But I'm a little later than I like to be to work because, well, I was cuddling the unnamed kitty. Seriously. People who live near me. And are listening to this. Come on, you want a cat, right? You want a cat. If you've got less than four, you you need the cat more than we do. So, just saying. And I mean... Come on, it's adorable. It's adorable. I'll probably post a picture of it. In the post. Um, for shit's sake. We're so screwed, guys. We're gonna if we if someone doesn't say I want that cat right now within the next like t- twenty four to forty eight hours we are so boned because um, it's so adorable absolutely one hundred percent kitten adorable maybe 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 we'll be lucky and Bill and Ashley will ask around and be, someone will be like oh yes I'm missing a kitten but it, it seemed like it had been outside for. A semi-extended period of time, and like it's got more like wild cat markings, so I don't know if uh, if it 
is just an exceptionally uh, domesticated wild cat. I don't know. But, and like, it's got, it's like a little bobcat. It's got like tips on its ears. Ugh, we're so fucked, guys. So fucked. Shit. Oh, man. I talked about kitty cats and snakes for an entire episode. Hopefully that's more relatable. I know the snake stuff was uh, a stretch, but... Fellow snake people out there, you'll understand. Man alive. God damn, that's a a motherfucking beautiful snake. And like, I could... (laughs) AJ's not a guy that I imagine is into hugs, so I didn't give him one. But man... I'm so thankful for, for that. Like, there's... Man. It's been a good weekend. But like I said, uh, our cup runneth over to the point where we ended up with a kitten that we absolutely want, but absolutely should not keep, but possibly will. So, help us. Help us by taking this kitten away. Pretty please. Uh, with sugar and kittens. Uh, with additional kittens on top. Got a haircut, too. Um, didn't really shave, but I'm such a lazy shaver. Fortunately, people like guys with beards. Science has said so. Um, ugh, showing up late, no parking spaces. Me. Alrighty. Walk through the parking lot in the rain. Sons of bitches. Okay. Take the picture. Turn off the car. Oh, damn it. I apologize, guys. Alright. Check out the new haircut. Awesome. I had my first dentist appointment in like two years, which you can obviously see that I need. My teeth are getting a little yellow. Ugh. Anyway, this has been your special Tuesday edition of Jeff in Motion. Help us out, guys. We can't have another fucking cat. See you Friday.